Good morning from Jefferies. You are listening to Market Minutes, a daily podcast brought to you by the European Cash Desk, where we offer our perspective on European markets so far today. So it's Tuesday the 21st of April, and here are the main observations so far this morning. Eurostox and DAX futures are down just more than 2%. Crude is all over the place. Front month WTI is back negative after trading between $1 and $2 a barrel early this morning. It's currently trading down around $3.5 in negative territory. Um, CL2 is now getting hit hard. It's down nearly 20%. And indeed, Brent is starting to fall. That's also down 20%. um, And I'll come up with a bit more detail on that a bit later. Um, Market focus, in addition to crude, is on earnings uh, and the health of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Market volumes today a bit better than yesterday. We're up, let's say, 25% day on day, but that's still down 30% versus the two-week average. So when you consider the breadth of the move today in the market and the increase in earnings, that pickup day on day isn't actually that impressive. On earnings, um, as I mentioned, a fair few out as we build through the week but it's notable how low volatility is in the reported names, which is what we've been saying for a couple of weeks. Um, we were commenting before that implied vol into earnings we think is too high. An important one to note um, after the market today, however, is, is earnings from Netflix. Um, we have to wait until next Thursday for Amazon, but both of them, for me, I think is, is gonna be a real um, challenge for the market to interpret numbers. After all, you're going to get an increase in a subscription number for Netflix and indeed an increased rev number for Amazon. But quantifying what ratifies the move up in both is the challenge. So we'll wait and see how the market digests those. So looking a little bit more into a bit more detail in terms of the oil market, I personally didn't know crude futures could trade negative. Um, So I was a bit surprised when I saw that late yesterday. Um, When you look at the volume that was traded, Uh, when they moved negative um, in the front month, it was absolutely tiny. 86 little contracts traded at $0 a barrel. So there was no one standing still in the market at that level, which was interesting. And indeed, through the period it was trading negative uh, late yesterday, just under $9 million traded. So it was absolutely tiny in terms of what actually um, exchanged through the market. Um, And when you look yesterday, the June contract traded six times as much as the front month as well. It's pretty clear the selling um, was oil ETFs needing to dump um, to manually roll into the next contract. The FT's got a really good article out highlighting the USO ETF uh, and their holdings and how much of the June contract they actually own. So you have to think the the June contract in a, well, I say in a month's time, but it's already starting now, is at risk of going the same way as May in, in, in terms of trading negative. Uh, I mentioned Brent is starting to suffer uh, up until today, it's been really resilient versus the um, uh, West Texas. Um, it's made new lows for the year and, and, and sold them very sharply since as well. Um, we've had earnings out from one of Europe's largest listed tank terminal operators, Vopac, and they are highlighting oil storage capacities almost sold out. Um, and we also know that capacity rates are creeping higher in, in container ships offshore. So you have to think that there's a similar dynamic building in the European oil market to that seen in the US. Um, This may seem obvious to highlight, but the price collapse generally in crude shows us what can happen in an asset class that's not backstopped by global central banks. So I think that's important to just um, have in the back of your mind. 
Um, no great surprise to see the energy sector come under pressure today. Oil and gas names are down 4.5% at the moment. They've been trading between down 3 and down 4.5, so they've been quite whippy um, throughout that range. Um, remember with these equity names, despite this move, it's not absolute panic in terms of what we're seeing. The equity is priced further into the curve. So when you look out to the end of 2020 and mid 2021, we've still got crude trading with a $30 handle, hence why there's not a huge amount of panic there. I'd point out today as well, the banks are trading quite poorly, following a very similar pattern to how oil is trading, um, as investors are starting to factor earnings and capital impact from the oil price dynamic. We've got a good piece out from research this morning highlighting um, highlighting this and the higher level messages. A 3% haircut to oil and gas loans represents a very small hit to tier one capital and 11% hit to pre-tax earnings, which isn't clearly, well, whilst is unhelpful, it doesn't pose a material risk to capital or earnings for the broader sector. And indeed, quite a lot of this is already in the price. We are saving, we, saying we favor Lloyds, KBC and Kaisha Bank and continue to caution on DNB, ABN, Santander, Santander and BBVA. Looping back briefly on earnings, one of the names that is showing a bit of volatility today is Adyen, which is one of the largest online payments companies in Europe. Stocks trading up 6%. Um, you've got e-commerce payments offsetting travel and leisure, um, as you would expect. Um, and just be aware, on Friday this week, we're hosting a global payments call to discuss the impact of COVID on, on the sector, including investor feedback on our recent rating changes and initiations as well. So that is worth listening into if you care in the sector. Um, a small point of note, just looping back to uh, the story with regard to the health of Kim Jong-un. It's being talked about in Europe today, um, but I think nowhere near the extent um, as was the case in Asia overnight and indeed late in the day in the US. So any US listeners picking up on this, just be aware of the sentiment gap there. In terms of what we're seeing, there's a, there's a bit of a pickup in flow today, um, but there is also a large amount of programs around. Um, it feels natural after the market sort of topping out that there's a bit of rotation going on. Um, and speaking to a number of buy side desks this morning, it's remarkable how many people are floating the idea of a general 5% pullback from here. Uh, that seems to be very consensual. We're balanced with our flows on high touch um, in terms of uh, buy to sell. When I add in sort of everything else across the floor, we get a mild buy uh, skew, but no real bias, which I just think proves the point that there's a bit of rotation going on rather than money being pulled out the market full stop. We have three placings in Europe today. Um, pending the resilience of the market, I'm of the view that as the week progresses, we get more corporates taking advantage of the general bounce to boost capital. Um, I think the market is primed and ready for this, so I don't see it as a potential banana skin. And finally, to round things off, uh, there's nothing dramatic to flag with regard to virus headlines in the Western world. Um, we actually have some positive comments coming out from Italy where Conte is announcing later this week they will uh, present the restart plan, which is scheduled for May the 4th. Um, and we've actually had some better data out of Germany with the ZEW numbers coming out at positive 82 spot 2. Consensus was looking for down 42. Um, so whilst the current situation is a big miss, I think the clear focus is on the expectations going forward, which shows encouraging optimism. And that is all from us today. Have a good day.